The force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. My powers have doubled since the last time we met Count. Hey! Suffering. Death, I fear. Something terrible has happened. Young Skywalker is in dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's jealous. He's holding me back. You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, Jedi, Sith, Mandalorians, Twilights, Wookiees, Clones, all you regs and bad bats alike, and yes, all you Transdotions as well, because this is an inclusive podcast to another edition of the New Voice Order. Oh, aloha! I mean, life! Uh, aloha, Doc. Aloha, Papa Don. Mahalo. Mahalo, mahalo. Let me ask you something, Marshmallow. Um, how did you look with your grass skirt, your coconut bra, and your uh, Stormtrooper helmet on? Did the pretty natives go restless? Pretty goddamn good, let me tell you. I had been lined up from Don Morocco to Leilani Kai to the Rock's grandmother. Oh, bowing at the feet of the duck. Very nice. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the New Force Order podcast. I am one third of your host. I am a pro wrestler, current champion in three different promotions at the same time, just recently defended it up in Rome, New York against rest. Titus, Mr. All Night Express himself, put on a classic, laid out the challenge, told everybody that I'm coming for every championship on every continent because I'm the motherfucking Thanos of pro wrestling, except Thanos is fake. And your boy, GGP, a.k.a. Greek God Papadon, is real. Bow to the Greek, Greek God. Right next to me, well, not really next to me, but here in spirit, all the way from Mexico, at the Sith Witness Protection Program, it is none other than the big guy. Hit him with a, hey, yo, and introduce yourself. Hey, yo. For the benefit of those that don't get it, that once you're in a fold, you're in a fold for life. Ladies and gentlemen, 
I need no introduction, but I deserve one. I am the Dark Lord of the Podcast, the Sith Ari, the Rampaging Revocist, the Butcher, your boy Spiro, a.k.a. Darth Spiridon. Thanks, bro. That was great. And last. Great. But not least. All the way coming back. No, no, no. Not coming on your girl's back, but coming back from the land of Tahiti and Honolulu and fucking Lake Titicaca and all the other Hey, I Wanna Leia and all these other islands. It's the medical droid with the kung fu grip who from coast to ghost and from island to island, he's stealing everybody's thunder because he is the doctor of thundernomics. Introduce yourself, sir. I am smarter to and be more technical than FX7, the god of stealing Hawaiian thunder or punch. Uh, and the man who spent nine days on the shores of Scarif, I mean Honolulu, Dr. Shroyo, Alex Shroyo. So, Doc, quick question. Is your mic off because you're very low? My mic is quite on. Uh, is that better if I talk directly into the thing like this? No, he's still a little low. I don't know. Maybe just my earbuds. It's okay. Maybe it's your earbuds. It's your hearing, bud. You're getting old, dude. What? Exactly. What? Huh? What? Hey, kid, get off my lawn. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another uh, edition of the New Force Order. Last week, we had a full house. Spiro made an appearance, believe it or not. This week, Spiro's not here. Doc's here instead. They can never be in the same place at the same time anymore. I wonder why. Oh. Hmm. Peter Parker, Spider-Man action. <laughs> Maybe it's a little Peter Porker. Did you Porker? Yeah. And Hallelulu? Nice. Very nice. All right. Enough shenanigans. Let's get down to brass tacks. First and foremost, unfortunately, we got some bad news to start off the show. Uh, a couple of shows ago, we, we we gave out the link to the GoFundMe for J.W. Rinsler, who is an author of many, many Star Wars books. And unfortunately, the individual passed away at the age of 58 due to pancreatic cancer. Uh, some of you guys may know him from the making of books about Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Alien, The Shining. And recently, I believe he just dropped his very first novel called All Up in 2020. So, uh, sad day for Star Wars fans. Well, that's, that's an appropriate title because he's all down in 2021 right now. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so no sorry. one's safe. I'm, I'm healing it up. Well. I apologize. Listen, uh, J.W. Rensler, you know, and I hate to say I told you so, but pancreatic cancer is not the one you want to get. Sucks. You had it for a year, which is like probably four times as long as most people last with it. So, all right. Well, these 10 Darth Vader breaths, we're not going to do a 10 bell salute, but these 10 Darth Vader breaths are for you. Now let's get back to 
a, a much brighter topic. Let's get back to the light side of the force. You were in Honolulu. You were in Waikiki, Tahiti. You were doing the do only as you can do, Mr. DOC. So let me ask you this. Do you know a guy by the name of Mark Hamill? Of course I know a guy by the name of Mark Hamill. Was he on your flight with you all the way to Honolulu? I wish he was, because I would have talked zero for 11 hours. Nice. You would have told him to enjoy your tell? Uh, we spoke about this last week. They hired a guy named by the name of Shamook. Um, you weren't here, so I'm just bringing it up to your attention. I want to get your take on it. Uh, Shamook is a famous YouTube guy who does deep fakes, and he's been hired by Lucasfilms. Uh, he's very famous because he fixed or he tweaked the last episode of Mandalorian where Luke Skywalker came out, and some say he made it better. And uh, Lucasfilm hired him. So Shamook is on the payroll now. And to me, Shamook sounds like an old Italian disc. Oh, who's this fucking Shamook over here? Yeah, anyhow. Fucking Shamook. So it's anyhow. Shamook. What uh <laughs> what do you, what, what's your take on the matter, Doc? Uh well, well clearly, I mean, let's be serious. It means that we're gonna get more more deep fakes and who knows what it's gonna be. It could be maybe they're hiring him to do a Pedro Pascal deep fake because we know Pedro isn't in the house right now possible i guess right or maybe we're hiring him to do more luke deep fix which makes a lot of sense to me or han solo or any other character that they may interact with in the post return of the jedi world so i think all bets are off right now we could do pretty much anything uh especially with this technology we talked about this before uh i'm happy to see this guy on board because i do i too thought his deep fake was better than the actual disney production and uh it just means that we're gonna get some more good stuff so, with that being said, do you think uh, he might be deep faking some stuff for Indiana Jones 5? Ooh, that's also a good question, too. It's because possible. I heard a rumor. That Harrison that, Ford got hurt again? Well, no. On he, did, he got hurt on throwing his shoulder, doing a stunt. But supposedly the stunt double that they have for him, when they do him up with makeup, and, you know, like, like, like you know, some of these people on YouTube, they do themselves. They look like Jack Sparrow and all this stuff. And yep, yep. They do the guy up with makeup. He kind of looks like Harrison Ford. So I'm thinking they might Fucking be doing better. Some, he kind of looks like a deep fake. If they, I mean, if they put a deep fake on top of the face, I don't know. Just as a rumor I heard, just just so they keep shooting. It's possible. I mean, who wants to stop production? Nobody. Definitely not. Um, this 25th. What are you doing, Doc? Which 25th? August. Uh, sounds like a familiar date for me. I don't know. What am I doing? Watching, oh, I know what I'm doing. I'm watching the second episode of the behind the scenes Mandalorian show about Luke Skywalker. Oh, that's right. Disney's Gallery. There you go. Could you remember one. that one? Um, a picture came out. See the picture? It was it me in uh, college because I needed the money. No, the picture okay. of Mark Hamill holding Grogu. Oh, no, no, I didn't see. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that one. I thought you were talking about so a different it, photo. 
So it goes to show you that he actually did partake in the filming of the scene. It wasn't just some CGI of an old face and his voice being doctored to make it sound younger. But he was actually in the scene doing the actions himself. So that's pretty cool. Good. Thank God, because this is what we need. You know, they probably had to you know, replicate his motions. So it made sense for him to, to be the one to actually do it since he's still alive. You know, Hamill himself on Twitter is right. uh, a, a platform where he captures the hearts of millions and millions of people in under 140 characters or less. Thank God. We, we here on the NFL like to do a segment called Marky Mark and his funky tweets because it's all about sweet sensation and good vibrations. Yeah. Can you feel it, baby? What this individual likes to do is make fun of himself, make fun of Star Wars, but not in a malicious way, in a good feeling way. And he likes to send out tweets that makes people go, so you can go follow him at Hamill himself. Tell him the at NFO underscore podcast sent you. Um, So here we go. Someone posted a picture of Luke and in the content of said picture, there is text. And the text reads as follows, Star Wars, the story of an orphaned boy who becomes a who becomes radicalized after a military strike kills his family. He is indoctrinated into an ancient religion, joins a band of rebel insurgents and carries out a terroristic act, killing 300,000 people. Then Hamill responds to this tweet. He goes, hashtag from a certain point of view. Pop. Yep, does it again. Flips the script, turns a negative into a ha-ha positive. Thank you, Mr. Hamill. God bless you. Yala. Yeah, that, I think that's from a game that's like explain a movie, a movie plot. Uh, you know, um, without giving giving away the uh, the movie the, the movie title. And a lot of people had had described Star Wars like that in the past. I've I've seen that. Well, I could see it because what did they say? One person's freedom fighter is another person's terrorist. Of course. So, oh, well, move on. Um, Luke Skywalker was the topic of the conversation you and I were just having, but why was Kenobi taking him to Alderaan to learn about the Force? So this is a great question. When you sent this article out, I said to myself, you know, it never dawned on me that they were going <laughs> to all the, the what? So funny. Because I, I was thinking the same thing. I went, huh. You know, it never dawned on me that they were going to Alderaan. Why were they going to? Why is he going to Alderaan for? Like, does it make any sense? And then, you know, they talked about the fact that he was probably trying to meet up with, because you know, he's trying to train him as a Jedi. Well, you know, why go to Alderaan? They know Jedi's in Alderaan. Um, so the the going theory is that he was going there to either meet Bail Organa, or he was going there to reunite the brother and the sister. Uh, sister, not, uh, not the sister of the Force. Sister, so you have a twin sister. To um, get them to uh, train together, which makes some sense here, because at that point, 
he didn't realize that um, Leia had been taken captured by Darth Vader. It's a very interesting take. Would have made a good for a certain point of view topic. I think it would have been a quick one. So. Yeah, that's well, you know, at our age, we take it as we can get them, right? Exactly, whatever you can get, throw it in there, buddy. Anyhow, um, yeah, man, I love it when stuff like this comes into fruition and makes you go, oh, shit, I didn't realize that, you know, because we just figured while watching the movie, well, they're going older on to, I guess, meet up with her pops because he served her in the Clone Wars. Yeah. But in actuality, why didn't he just go to Dagobah? Because he told Luke, you got to come with me to older on it and, and start your training in the force. Well, the and- question is, like, so, so he gets the message, right? And I guess he he should think that. She, she would be on Alderaan because she doesn't tell him where he is in the message, and we know she's from Alderaan, so maybe that's the reason why he's going there. Maybe, or like you said, maybe he went to go see Bale because you know they need his help, right? But at the yep. same time, he does say uh, a statement that says we need to start training you using the Force. He says go to Alderaan instead of going straight to Dagobah. So, do you think this was intentional that Lucas did it, or not? I don't know. I think this is 100% like, you know, just th- throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks because we already know that you know, he put this together kind of, uh, you know, half-assly and didn't have a plan for the rest of the uh, of what was going on. So, you know, Alderaan was just going to be some rock that exploded and not anything behind it. You think you know, Alec Guinness was, uh, was privy to the fact that uh, anything, any of that was happening? I got no shit, please. He didn't even want to be on Star Wars. I was talking about George Lucas, not Alec Guinness. Well, I'm just saying, in just in general, I think George was just, you know, throwing shit at the wall. And it's not like there was any, like, it's not like George was like, okay, guys, hey, listen, uh, so this planet, I go to Alderaan, it has the princess in it, which is going to be the his sister in the three movies from now, where I'm going to make fucking billions of dollars. Uh, so I think it was just, you know, the typical, let's look into this a little bit deeper and try to make it mean something that it don't. <sighs> Well, let me ask you, have you ever been thrown against the wall? Uh, a few times. By your only abuela? One, only, one, only one I allowed it. What about by your abuela? Yeah, she gave me a beater once in a while. Speaking it. about your abuela, her favorite actor, Ooh. Carlos uh, es- Jean- Giancarlo Jean- Esposito. Get it right, boy. Giancarlo Esposito was at GalaxyCon. Yep. And he, in Raleigh, North Carolina, and he was talking about Season three of The Mandalorian. And he had the most teeth in his mouth in Raleigh, North Carolina, too. That's the funniest thing about it. You know, you know, a toothbrush was invented in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah, because if it was invented anywhere else, they would have called it the teeth brush. <laughs> Rest in peace, Bobby Heenan. I love you, my man. Uh, greatest deal of all time. Anyway, Esposito said filming of the new season, season three of Mandalorian, is starting soon. He confirmed that we'll be seeing more of his character, Moff Gideon. He was tight-lipped on the plot, obviously. They just finished shooting Boba Fett, he says. And as soon as they, they finish that, they're going to start season three. Which um, I think is great that, that, you know, despite the fact that we're probably going to get a time jump, he's still going to be involved. So I'm in. And he also kind of hinted in the fact that the reason why he wants Baby Yoda is, be, sorry, Grogu, is because uh, he could see into the future, which is an interesting little take over there as well. So, hmm. Yeah, it is. He kind of let a little, just he just put the tip in on that one. Yeah, just the tip, and he didn't even wet it either. No, it was prison style. Um, yep. And then also, wait, 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 hold on. And then speaking, uh, sorry, speaking of Boba Fett and Mandalorian, there's rumors that we may get a little delay in the book of Boba Fett that's coming out because Hawkeye 
the new series from Marvel, uh, which stars uh, Clinton Barton, a.k.a. What's-His-Face from the Avengers movies. Jeremy uh, Renner. There you go, Jeremy Renner. Is going to push into the the projected release date for Book of Boba Fett, like a two-week overlap. And Disney don't like to do that. They don't want their shows competing with each other um, for hits and clicks and watches, which, like, like really? Like, what's going to matter? Because you know we're going to watch them both anyway. So, and we have Bad Batch right now that was definitely competing and overlapping with Loki. So some people have speculated that potentially that they're going to push Boba Fett back. But I don't think so. I think they're probably going to be, you know, some two-week overlap between the two of them. I think Hawkeye will come out on Wednesday. And Boba Friday. will come out on Friday. And that's it. Um, but he also said that... Um, even though they're going to start filming, that they don't have to wait for Pedro. Um, he goes, noting that the title character wears a helmet a lot, leaving Pascal the option to voice the character when he can't be in the suit. Uh, but with Amando taking off his helmet at the end of season two, many have been speculating that we might see more of Pedro's face. And he said, I can't speak to that. I mean, I know he'd love to be more off the, more off the helmet, but, you know, his job is to be in the helmet. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the helmet. That's, that's the deal, too. Yeah, I get it. She gives great helmet. Um, so that's what he did. He dropped a couple of lines. People went batshit crazy. Uh, but he gave a lot of info in that in that little uh, little ditty over there. Yeah, and he says he. I mean, yeah, I love the way he talks about the baby. I'm gonna get that little baby. I'm gonna get that little fucker. You know what I mean? Like, it's great. It's dope. It's great. I swear, it's great. It's great. There was also some woman that was online with him or something like that for to get food or something. She turned around, and saw him there, and she like freaked out a little bit and like let him go ahead of her because she was like petrified. Yeah, right. Isn't that funny? It's good. Well, that's just you know typical heel heel shit. That means you're doing your job good. That's right. Uh, speaking about women, Doc, I know you, I know you know a thing or two about women. I know a little bit about the ladies. Just a wee bit. Let's not incriminate you here. But did you know? I'm definitely going to incriminate myself for, the, for this segment, by the way, because I've been planning on it. Keep going. Did you know that we're finally going to see Leia meet up with Kira? Yes. So in the new Star Wars comic book, we're finally going to see the two of them head head to head. So Han's old love and Han's new love, uh, which should be a, a pretty interesting situation that happens there. Because one time in my life, my wife met my mistress. And let me tell you, it's a scene that's engraved in my brain forever forever it was put not a fun in. time put that one in time. forever put that clip in forever 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 wait a minute did she know she was your mistress at the time um say it again i'm sorry i lost connection did for one your second. wife no your ex-wife oh, she, no, oh she did yes she did ah she figured it out that was that that was the fun part about it all gotcha you know doc's younger days <laughs> in my younger days i used to go to class uh, i used it to bring bad. lunch in yeah. the bag anyhow so, let's talk so, about your so, favorite so so, so so i'm feeling you han solo right now i'm feeling you bro what do you think is gonna happen What's the over under here? Well, what do you think is gonna happen? Fight, cat fight, cat oh, fight, dude. A Joey Styles cat fight—that'd be the best. Uh, I, I'm in for that. I think I think it should happen. I think it, I think Han's worth it. If I'm worth it, Han's worth it. I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna see a cat fight, but I definitely want to see what's gonna happen when they meet. 
I, I think Leia is a little too too civilized for cat fight. And so Kira's too much. Have- Kira's too much of a gangster. Do so you think they're gonna have words? I think they're gonna have words. Yeah, I think they're gonna like you know compare notes. Did he do that thing with the tongue to you? Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, your favorite era in Star Wars, the High Republic. Do you want to talk about oh, it? My, yeah, my favorite era in Star Wars. Sure. So apparently, we're you know jumping from the book to the comics is our favorite rock. No, not the rock. Geode, who's really not our favorite rock, but that's okay. Apparently, he's on some ship and he like scares some fucking dude because the rock is haunted. I don't know. They just like I want. I just want to fucking hit somebody over the head with a fucking rock who decided to fucking do this because it's killing me. <laughs> uh, Avar Chris, Master Avar Chris, is, they say is perhaps a, the greatest Jedi during the High Republic era. And um, she's the Marshal of Starlight sta- Station. She's the Marshal uh, of uh, a real town? <laughs> Star Wars, the High Republic number seven, Keeve Trannis, uh, Trannis receives a vision Suggesting that Ava Chris has paid the ultimate price for her heroism. Um, so they're alluding that she's going to go missing on the back of a blue milk carton. Um, Keith Trennis sounds like he's Greek and uh, Ava Chris sounds like she's Russian. So this is, well, this, is, this is a good book in here. Let me just tell you, if she's on the back of a, of a blue milk carton, I'm going to say, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> alligators. Um, all right. We talked about the book of Boba Fett possibly being delayed. Uh, the Bad Batch explains how the Empire's cloning started before Grogu and Snoke. Uh, Bad Batch set up the Empire's cloning plans years before Snoke or the Mandalorian. Shortly after the rise of the Empire, the Imperial military ended clone production. Although they no longer want the clone troopers, the Empire recruited Nala Se for other projects. Not Mama Se, Mama Sa, Mama Kusa. Mama Se, Mama Sa, It's Nala Se. Uh, Clone Force 99 escaping Kamino with Omega foiled the Kaminoans backup plans against the Empire. Now working with Admiral Rampart, Nalase presumably contributed to the experiments on Grogu as well as Palpatine's uh, machinations after the Empire fell, such as the creation of Snoke and the clone body of Palpatine himself. Do you buy that or no? How dare you? Uh, I think I think, you. I think they're definitely alluding to that because you saw the last episode of the Bad Batch, which I'm sure we'll cover in the Bad Batch show. Bad goes, Batch. I have no need for a politician, but a scientist I do. So, you know, it looks like I, I didn't really I didn't put two and two together when I was watching that because um, I was watching on a plane while a kid was kicking me in the fucking face for the like 11 hours. But uh, after reading the article, I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. So I'm glad there are people out there who are really picking up on these things in the universe and putting them forth. Now, you know, uh, recently as well, since we're talking about Snoke real quick, um, trying to find the article here. Did uh, Star Wars, they uh, alluded to the origin of Snoke. And it's almost, how can I put it? Uh, I'm not a retcon, but they kind of said that Snoke was a duplicate of Palpatine, which, which is a nice never... way of saying a clone. Yeah, but it w- but not saying a Stratocast, not saying. Here we go. 
Uh, although many Star Wars fans already presume that Snoke was a failed Palpatine experiment or Palpatine clone, Star Wars has just officially confirmed this information for the first time in a new post on StarWars.com. The article notes, Destiny and the Contingency would catch up to Rey in the form of the First Order, led by one of Palpatine's evil duplicates called Snoke. Although although Snoke was unsuccessful in bringing Rey to Palpatine and was unexpectedly killed by his protege Kylo Ren, Palpatine continued to pull the strings in order to reel in his granddaughter, Rey, Rey, whose father was also a failed Palpatine clone, so he could finally achieve ultimate power. So, what's your take on this now that they're trying to allude to the fact that it's a duplicate well, I mean, I, I think this is the the same shit that we've seen multiple times now with this. It's that, you know, they're trying to fix the fucked up stuff that, that we know is fucked up um, by any means necessary. This has been out into this into the stratosphere for a while now about this whole Stratocast, you know, clone thing. I think they're just now making it a little bit more palatable by calling him a duplicate, which is really a clone, not a Stratocast, whatever the fuck that, that is. Um, and then just going from there. So I think this is more Disney retcon stuff, which is fine because I think it's necessary. I think we need to clear some of this shit up over here. Um, let's just make it official and go from there. Are you familiar with Squatch? Uh, is that when a chick you get is so excited that she, no, sorry, that's squirt, I think. My bad. <laughs> which <laughs> we still haven't had the jury. I don't know if it's pee or not. So I, I don't think it's pee, by the way. Um, Scorch, he is a uh, command a, rebel, a commando from the uh, Republic Commando video game that they have just now shoehorned into the Bad Batch episode that we just saw. That's right. So that means we might get the Delta Force. The Delta uh, Force. That's right. Dude, Delta led, by, led, by, led by Chuck Norris. Oh, that's, a that's, that's, a, that's a different Delta Force. My bad. A Delta Squad. That's what I meant. Um, well, let's throw this over to the uh, gamer of the group. Hey, big guy. What's your take on seeing Scorch uh, on uh, Bad Batch? I don't know if you're caught up and actually watched the episode yet, or if you ever played Republic Commandos, or even if you read the article. But if not, play along like you normally do, and make believe it's great, and let us know what you think. Well, here we go again. You know, yet something else from Legends or quote-unquote non-canon material that Disney is realizing that you know they can't just fucking trash this stuff because this is what we love this is the shit that kept us um you know kept us along on this ride through all these years all these decades and shit you know this is what kept the star wars fans coming back you know and it'd be stupid to trash this stuff because hey man it it would be leaving millions on the table I hope that at some point they um, remaster or remake the the Republic Commandos game. Great game. Um, maybe a fucking you know Disney Plus series. You know that that would be awesome. You know maybe after Bad Batch. You know. Um, I don't know, but I think it's awesome. Uh, to be honest, when I first saw the character. On, on Bad Batch, and, you know, I got to be honest, I'm still catching up, but I I watched this episode when you guys brought this up. So as soon as I saw him, 
I was like, oh shit, that's him right there. Got excited, man, you know, got excited. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see what else they bring back from the dead. Who else they bring back from the dead? <clears throat> Revan. Wow. That was great, Spiro. Thank you. It's pretty great, actually. Um, so I so I played Republic Commandos. And, oh, you have? Uh, I have back in the day. Um, and it was a cool little game. On and the they Boulevard of Linden? Yes, exactly. And they've made... Um, Figures for the for the you know for that crew as well too, and Scorch was one of them as well. And it was good to see that helmet because they even commented on it like, oh, they almost changed. And you could see that armor morphing into the stormtrooper armor now, you know the uh, of the you know the regs if you want to call them regs. And then when you knocked the helmet off, you saw that they were normal people. But um, it's uh, I, I like when they do this. You know, I think Filoni's smart enough, and he's he's well versed into the into the into the woods of the Star Wars universe that he could get away with doing this more and more. And it's not just like, oh, it's so super fan service. It's really not fan service. It's it's stuff that's there that you could easily turn into canon. And people love when you take shit that they that they love and they you make it into canon. Unlike Revan. Exactly. Who? I have no idea. Um <laughs> Doc, wow. you and I were two smart individuals. We're two good looking guys. We is this a formation of a tag team right now? No, 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 no. We're no, gonna no, need no. some cool tights. <sighs> Okay, um, so with all that being said, you and I throw predictions out there, and you and I just do head bookings and come up with cool shit. But our predictions usually come true, minus double agent nonsense and all that stuff. But like I called the Luke Skywalker thing way before the Luke Skywalker thing. Remember that? Yes, sir. I do recall that. Well, something else came into fruition. Two things. First things first. When I want, when I'm wrong, I'll admit I am wrong. And I was wrong. Don't, Disney don't, has don't let, recently, your, don't, don't let your wife know that. Yeah, right? Disney has just announced that Star Wars, the Bad Batch, will be getting a second season on Disney Plus in 2022. Yes. Thank Jesus. I'm excited about this, actually. Are you really? I am. It's been a great show. you know. And, and I'm, it's going to be hard for me to say, oh, fuck these characters, leave and let them go. I think there's a lot, a lot more for them to do. We know, I know in the heart of hearts that ultimately something bad is going to happen and they're all going to go the way of the dinosaur and they get wiped out more than likely. Um, maybe one or two of them, who knows? But, um, you know, this, this season has been filled with a lot of filler episodes and stuff that really was like, you know, whatevs. Um, so I think that we really need to open this up more and see the, where the rest of this takes, takes us because they really haven't done much with this whole Omega thing. You know, she's been hanging around, but they haven't like, you Omega. know, needs to be brought so you know and there's only two more episodes left of the season so they got to get tick. Some, some shit going tick Rackle. tick do it for me doc one more time omega no 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 do, do the tick 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 <laughs> hunter Rekka. we need to help them okay see it now when i'm right I don't like to toot my own horn. Oh, here we go. Hold on. Let me put the toot, toot. I don't want to say I told you so. I don't want to blow our own horn, but toot, toot. Article dropped. Lucasfilm reportedly want, drum roll, the Russo brothers to direct a Star Wars movie. Bing, 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 bing. 
Lucasfilm are reportedly eyeing them to helm a Star Wars movie, although it's not clear if it would be the one produced by Kevin Feige, the only one in the three development that does not have a director. Now, Doc, what did I tell you many, 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 many? All right, you did, you did. I'll give you credit where credit is due. You were there. Yes, I was. Oh, I feel so good. I can, good. I can feel your anger. It's making you stronger. Um, finally, Star Wars confirms why stormtroopers aren't as good as clone troopers. Do you want to know why? Or do you want to take the helms? Tell me why. Because in the last episode of Bad Batch, they run into Gregor and they save him. And he was training the new stormtroopers who were being booked to be their replacements. And Hunter goes, uh, uh, hold on. Hunter goes to hey, questions Gregor's quality of teaching. And in an instant reply, an interesting reply as well, Gregor says, I didn't teach them everything. That wouldn't be very smart, would it? So there well, you go. That's, that's, uh, that's an old adage that I use in my residence. I said, I've taught you guys everything that you know, but I haven't taught you everything that I know. Exactly. Exactly. So it's that simple. One line fixes all the problems because in Filoni and Favreau, we trust. Makes sense to me. Hey, you know who Edward, uh, who, uh, no, uh, David Prowse is? Of course I know who David Prowse is. And do you know who the voice of Darth Vader is? Of course. That's, uh, James Almost Jr. I mean, um, James uh, L. Jones. James L. Jones. There you go. (laughs) Do you know who played him in Rogue One? No idea. We know Hayden Christian played him in in, in uh, episode three, and he's going to play him in the Kenobi series. But this just came out, and I didn't know this. Darth Vader in Rogue One was played by two people: Spencer Wild, I'm sorry, Spencer Wilding, and stuntman Daniel Naprus, because it was very demanding for. For more than one man to wear the suit, they needed two people to beat Darth Vader. Uh, that I don't makes know sense to me. I don't know why, but you can add those two people to the list now. People this is Darth who are... Vader, goddamn it, that's why. So remember this when we're doing trivia: Daniel Laprusse and Spencer Wilding. Yep, I'm not gonna remember that. But okay, Neither am I. Yeah, keep going. Next. The uh, guy, uh, the show Andor is dropping soon, and they, they interviewed an actress, um, Fiona Shaw, famous British actress, uh, and she said something very interesting. Uh, oh, went, what did she say, Papa Don? She said she wants Doc to perform the Kama Sutra on her. But she no. has to say it in her British accent. Uh, stick it me in, in me bum, Doc, in please. Me bum. Let me tell you, I banged, I banged the chick with a British accent one time. I was like, just talking to me. She's like, what do you want me to say? I said, whatever you want. I don't care. Go down your laundry list, sweetie. <laughs> she said, do you fancy a shag, Doc? And yeah, then, baby. Yeah. And then you had Jimmy T in the back going, oh, yeah, Doc. Yeah, Doc. <laughs> oh, Doc. Like, yeah. This is like Slower. burning man. Slower, Doc. Slower. Harder, Doc. Harder. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, can you yell out Spiro for me, please? <laughs> There's no way Spiro listens to the show when he's not on the show because he'd be fucking killing us right now. <laughs> Don't worry, Jimmy T. It's all out of love, bro. We love you. Anyway, anyway, this chick, uh, she was talking to some other chick about... Uh, well, hold on. Before you say it, 
Yes. Let, let, let producer man throw in the clip of the thing right now. Well, guys, uh, this Twitter clip was deleted um, by the original poster, which was some writer from comicbook.com. Uh, oddly enough, uh, which may mean that Disney had the uh, the plug pulled on it. So uh, listen to me talk about it next, though. All right, Doc. All right. As you as you see on the clip, she's talking about the Andor series, and she, you know they ask her what what it's about, and she goes, "Well, it's about a bunch of people named Andor, of which I am one." So people are saying, "Well, does that mean she's like related to Cassie and Andor, or did she fuck up and flub something and said she's of which I am one, maybe a person in the shot? Who knows? I don't know, but there's probably a good chance that she screwed up and she's going to be you know related to Andor in there." Potentially a mother because she looks a little bit older. So it's my it's, it's my guess, but we'll find out. But you know what? I don't care. Do you think this? The, the I was thinking about this earlier because you, you and it just popped in my head. Uh, she said when you said, uh, "I am one," and in in Rogue One, our old producer's favorite movie, which you never watched. Uh, shout out to Big Ray. Uh, in Rogue One, they say, "I am one with the Force. The Force is one with me." Yes. Do you think there's some Vietnam, uh, some Vietnamese hooker somewhere complaining that they plagiarized her line? Uh, we love you long time. No, I am one with the force. The force is one with me. Do you think that's where they got it from? Or did this this joke just fall flat? The joke just fell flat. Like an Asian girl's ass. Exactly. All right. Anyway, uh, did you like the Lego holiday special? I thought it was well done. Because I, I wouldn't watch it again, but I thought it was well done. Disney. Uh, working with Lego again, they're going to be putting out a Lego Star Wars Halloween special, oh, and it's set in Vader's. It's set in Vader's spooky castle. Oh, spook! So spooky. <laughs> we spooked you a long time. Uh, so, Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker is finally getting a follow-up, but probably not in the form you think. On Tuesday, Disney announced a voice cast for Lego Star Wars: Terrifying Tales, an animated Halloween special that will pick up after the last movie. In the Skywalker Skywalker saga, but it won't necessarily be canon. So it's basically Revan, um, as usual. You you missed the last week. I don't know if you heard the show, but every time I said Revan wasn't canon, she was like, "He's canon." <laughs> it's getting crazy now. Uh, um, the movie will take place on Mustafar, according to Disney announcement, in one of Star Wars universe's most mysterious and creepy locations, Darth Vader's castle. The story will follow Poe Dameron, a.k.a. Jake Green is the guy who's playing Poe in the the voice, and BB-8 as the pair make an emergency landing on Vader's planet. Shortly after the events of Rise of Skywalker, once they arrive, they meet a hut named Grabala, who's voiced by Dana Snyder. Now, Grabala the hut is turning the Sith Lord's castle into a tourist attraction in a hotel. But it turns out many on the planet still serve the Sith and await their return. One such character is Vanay, Tony Hale, who pives Poe, BB-8, and Grabala the Hutt, and a new character named Dean, voiced by Rafael Alejandro, a tour of Vader's castle. During the tour, Vanay tells the three different creepy stories about the Star Wars universe that involve famous Sith artifacts and mythical figures of the Force. Of course, any new Star Wars contest always brings up everyone's favorite question, is it canon? In this case, the answer is probably not. Lego has parted, partnered with Disney for several series set in the Star Wars universe, and almost none of them have been verified as canon. 
But the fact that we don't know for sure means that it's still possible Vinay and his spooky stories could be part of Poe's canonical journey. So what do you think, Doc? Another little uh, good time for the kitties? Yeah, exactly. Listen, holiday special, Halloween special. We're going to do the fucking you know, Easter He is Risen special soon. It's no big deal. Uh, I'm I'm in, you know. I'll, I'll give it a go. I think it's fun. My my, my son likes watching them, so. It, so it, so let me ask you this then: If they do an Easter, he is risen special. Is your is uh, Sharon gonna get mad in between making sandwiches? Not in my house with that propaganda. Nah, she'll be all right. Don't worry. <laughs> I tell her all the time. I said you owe me one because your people killed my uh, my my messiah. And she goes, "That was Punch's pilot." <laughs> that was Bend a Romans. Bend over, I'll give you an X-wing pilot now, Barry. Yeah, you, exactly, <laughs> right down the right down the reactor shaft. <laughs> that a trench ring. <laughs> oh God, we need help. All right, listen. Uh, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, the infamous vacation getaway that they're doing, what makes you feel like you're part of the Star Wars story? They just dropped the prices for this fucking thing. Did you see this? Did I see this? Jesus Christ Almighty! So, I got some some more news about this, which I'm going to share. Um, but please take the hounds because I yeah, I think they're trying to build. Yeah. A star. I think they're getting funding for through this. Yeah, for an actual Death Star. Exactly. He stole my thunder, you prick. Sorry. Um, so uh, here I'm going to go through something I sent you. Yeah. So new photo suite, standard room. So basically, you can get the Grand Captain Suite, which is two bedrooms. Uh, Offer ample room for the whole family and feature a posh living space complete with integrated seating area. Uh, is main suite plus a double vanity bathroom, second bathroom, blah, 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 and a few extra Star Wars surprises. So this sleeps eight passengers. Room configuration, two queen beds, two berth bunk beds, and one adult and two wall pull-down beds for each adult. So that's the Grand Captain. Um, and I believe that one... Hold on here. I'm looking over here. Per guest per night. I think that one is like... Uh, I don't have the price on that one because that one's a really big one. But um, two guests per cabin is $1,209 per guest per night or $4,809 for the voyage total, which I don't know what it means. I don't know if I want to stay for like six weeks, it's $4,809. Three guests per cabin, two adults, one child, $889 per guest per night, per guest, per guest per night or $5,299 voyage total. And four guests per cabin, three adults, one child, $749 per guest per night. Or five ninety nine nine five nine 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 per total, which is fucking bananas. Then they have the Galaxy Class Suite, which is four passengers, um, and then they have the Standard Cabin, which is four to five passengers. Dude, this sounds unnecessarily expensive. I don't know why they're catering to the fucking upper echelon of people i don't think the upper echelon of people are the ones who are going to go on this yeah i don't think they're gonna give a shit how many rich people actually are diehard star wars nerds you know what i mean yep. uh, i would say the, the majority of people who watch star wars are people who want to forget about the everyday struggles the middle class and uh even though the middle class is dwindling slowly but surely because of the bureaucracy in this in this country um this is just ridiculous i don't know who's gonna pay six grand to go it's for a two-day trip, you know, so much fucking money. Would you pay so six grand? Uh, unless they have actual, you know, deep fake carrier fisher coming out and give me a blowjob, it's probably probably not going to pay six grand. That's a lot of fucking money for this shit. I mean, and I got a lot of kids, so 
I had out over you there. A lot of kids. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, you got a lot more. I had out over there. There better be a lot of uh, a lot of Star Wars stuff that's happening without me having to do much of anything because that's a lot of fucking Scott Old Man. Like I better be getting on Galaxy's Edge rides in the front. I better be lightsabering uh, my ass off over there. It's, it's fucking bananas, dude. I can picture Spiro. <laughs> I can picture Spiro booking this with the family. He goes there. Uh, Spiro Antonopoulos, we reserved the Revan suite. Sure thing, sir. He looks. Oh, I'm sorry. There is no such thing as a Revan yes, suite. Yes. <laughs> you're sleeping outside of the manger. We 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 accommodated the Rose Tico suite for you, Spiro. <laughs> it's right next to the uh, Kathleen Kennedy Memorial <laughs> and the J.J. Abrams uh, uh, jacuzzi. <laughs> oh, and the uh, and the Ryan Johnson fucking uh, you oh, know, right, uh stand. <laughs> We've yeah, got your complimentary is... tickets to the Ryan Johnson bar. This is not over for me. No. And speaking of over. Ladies and gentlemen, we do a segment here called Who's More Over? Now, on the segment, we basically compare two aspects of Star Wars, a person, a place, and a th- or a thing. And we see what is more over with you, the fans. But most importantly, what's more over with us? Now, before you guys go all and say, I don't know what over means. It's wrestling lingo. It means you're popular with the fans. You get to a certain level through your antics in the ring, either a good guy or a bad guy, babyface or a heel, and you get over. And when you get over, people pay a lot of money to either see you kick the crap out of the bad guy or be the bad guy, get your ass kicked. So, again, we compare two aspects of Star Wars, and we see what you guys like. But most importantly, we see what's more over with us. So, the Mr. DOC, tell us what's on the marquee tonight. On the marquee this evening, we have a master. 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 Battle. Um, it's going to be. Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're going to need me on this one, Master. Oh, I agree. However, it may turn out just to be a wild panther chase. Master. I've disappointed you. I haven't been very appreciative of your training. I've been arrogant. And I apologize. I've just been so frustrated with the Council. You are strong and wise, Anakin, and I am very proud of you. I have trained you since you were a small boy. I have taught you everything I know. And you have become a far greater Jedi than I could ever hope to be. But be patient, Anakin. It will not be long before the Council makes you a Jedi Master. Obi-Wan, may the Force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. Versus his own mentor, Master Qui-Gon Jinn. Anakin! It's not disrespect, Master. It's the truth. From your point of view, 
The boy is dangerous. They all sense it. Why can't you? His fate is uncertain. He's not dangerous. The Council will decide Anakin's future. That should be enough for you. Now get on board. Qui-Gon, sir. I don't want to be a problem. You won't be any. I'm not allowed to train you. So I want you to watch me and be mindful. Always remember, your focus determines your reality. Stay close to me, and you'll be safe. Master, sir, I heard Yoda talking about midichlorians. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? Midichlorians are a microscopic life form that resides within all living cells. They live inside me. Inside yourselves, yes. And we are symbionts with them. Symbionts? Life forms living together for mutual advantage. Without the midichlorians, life could not exist, and we would have no knowledge of the Force. They continually speak to us, telling us the will of the Force. When you learn to quiet your mind, you'll hear them speaking to you. So, Doc. Doc, yes. I'm going to the polls. Let's see, baby. Here we go. Here we go. And here we go. Oh, Doc, did you see the, the, the Luke Skywalker Deluxe Edition? Uh, oh, let's talk about that. Toy? Okay, relax. Okay, give me a second. We'll talk about that. Okay, here we go. Okay. Uh, ooh, with a margin of 75 to 25% on Facebook, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is more over. Let's see here. Let's see the comments. Okay. I got a comment by Todd Santiago Berrios. Oh, is Holly Garland going to hate this one? But poof, Obi-Wan Kenobi all day, twice on Sundays. Moreover, for me, nice to have you back, Spirit Antonopoulos. Great cast, great everything last week. Shout out to DOC. Come back to the mainland. We need you, buddy. NFL for life. Ah, little N, capital F, little O. Uh, Brandon Miller says, Master, Master. Um, and then moving on to the Insta Grizzle. For shizzle, my nizzle. Let's see. Hold on. We just came back from Hoazizzle. Hoazizzle. Okay. It is 78 to 22% uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So it looks like a That's boy, a name I haven't heard in a very long time. Much more over. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you guys can send us an email regarding this segment or any other segment that we do here on the New Force Order. And the email address is newforceorder at yahoo.com. So let's go to the email uh, and see what we can find. Let's see. Our first email is from Justin Moxley. Hello there. I wonder who he's going to pick. Genital uh, Kenobi. Got to go with Obi-Wan this week. Qui-Gon was cool, but wasn't around in the movies long enough to build that relationship with. I do believe if Qui-Gon was around, it would have changed the whole Star Wars landscape. And there probably wouldn't have been a Darth Vader. Okay. Next one from Brandon Miller. Hey, fellas. Oh, that's right. This week, I'm taking the Jedi Master that kicked off the prequel trilogy as my personal favorite Star Wars character of all time, Qui-Gon Jinn. His character is a compelling one. And not just because it's Liam Neeson in space, unlike the majority of Jedi Knights including his opponent this week, who blindly followed the code and their orders, Qui-Gon followed what he thought was the will of the Force instead of the wishes of the Council. It is fascinating 
moral concept that I think echoes real life, whether it'll be following God over religion or even in 2021, following personal beliefs over a social cause. Of course, Qui-Gon's beliefs resulted in him bringing a pathetic life form aboard named Anakin Skywalker. And we know how that turned out. So maybe it's not a perfect life lesson. But as complex character, Master Qui-Gon's more over for me. Question, guys. I know Neeson's already shot it down, but we know the plot thread of Yoda giving Obi-Wan training at the end of Episode 3 is just dangling there. And seems way too easy to pass up, even if we only get a cameo. My question to you guys is, what happens first? Qui-Gon Jinn appears in the Kenobi series, or Revan becomes canon? Brandon. I say Qui-Gon appears first. What yeah, about you, Doc? I, I for sure think that we're going to see Qui-Gon in the Kenobi series. It's just too fucking easy to fucking do. They, I mean, and it's just there, a two-second in, you know, in and out. I think Liam is giving us the Mark Hamill treatment where he's like, oh, no, no, it's not going to happen. Don't worry about it. But I think we're going to see it. Okay. Our next email comes from Adam DeJanes. Hello there. In other words, my dude Kenobi, all two of you, all two of you hosts, where the hell's the butcher been? Well, he was here last week, sunshine. As much as it pains me to vote against Obi-Wan, I got to put Qui-Gon over. What a swerve. I didn't see that coming. I believe him and Kanan were about the wisest of the Jedi, in my opinion. We got more back, but he went all... We got more back, but he went also too soon. Keep up the work, fellas. NFO for life. Uh. Next one is from Rick Recon. I feel Obi-Wan is more over than Jin. Hands down. Without Kenobi, there would have been, been no one to watch over Luke as he grew up on Tatooine, protect him from sand people and Darth Maul coming to assassinate him, held off Vader long enough for the escape for the first Death Star to be possible, trained Anakin, destroyed Grievous, when a dozen other Jedi thought the Clone Wars died uh, throughout the Clone Wars died or were unable to defeat him, saved both Luke and Leia from possibly dying in utero. When Vader crushed Padme and fought in the Clone Wars, saving countless worlds, permanently crippled Vader, which hindered his powers and the ability to use Force Lightning. Granted, Qui-Gon did in fact find Anakin and got him into the pod races that won his freedom. His overall influence on the Star Wars saga was unfortunately very brief, though the final duel in Phantom is right up there with the best fights in cinema history. And to continue Kenobi's advice, Luke throughout the Empire and Jedi, even in death, so for me, Kenobi cannot be beat. Okay. Oh, Todd Santiago, he finally emailed us, that fucking chooch. Anyhow. Hello there. What? Amazing. Oh, yeah. He sobered up for five seconds to send us an email. Hello there. Going with Kenobi in Maul's voice. No disrespect to Qui-Gon Jinn. He actually discovered to be a force ghost. Was a member of the council, but speaking of the council, Kenobi also was on the council and the Sith Lords were his speciality. Uh, you're incorrect, sir. Uh, Qui-Gon was not on the council. Also did a good job taking care of the chosen one. Actually chosen ones. Uh, Anakin, Luke, Leia, even though he knew Leia was pretty well with the Organ Organas and Alderaan, 
That being said, Kenobi series coming out soon, not Qui-Gon series. Really rating for the series. Doc, Spiro, GGP, thank y'all, and a vote for life. Sweet. All right, so let's get it from the big guy first. Hey, big guy, when you're done being great, let us know who's more over, Qui-Gon or Kenobi. Listen, uh, you know, we all love Qui-Gon Jin, right? I mean, you know, how how can you not? I mean, but I feel like like he may be one of the most overrated Jedi's. Um I think we held him in a little too high regard for whatever reason. I think also everybody who mistakenly including myself who who mistakenly labeled him as a great Jedi. I think uh, a lot of that also had to do with the high regard that we held Qui-Gon Jinn. I think that's I think we all that and and then some is why I think Qui-Gon is probably one of the most overrated Jedi's in in all of Star Wars. Um yeah, I mean I was rooting for Maul and I was happy when Maul beat him. I mean, you know. But then again, I'm just, you know, a dark side dabbler. Um I mean, but come on guys. Obi-Wan's been over since day one. Since the original trilogy, since the fucking prequels and the Clone Wars, when has there ever been a moment in in uh, Obi Wan's trajectory where we said, "Oh, this guy sucks," or "What the fuck," you know? Never. And now, finally, we're gonna get a Disney Plus series. So you know, Obi Wan is is up there with. Uh, the Mandalorian, the Book of Boba, and all that shit as, you know, one of the most over characters and properties in all of Star Wars at the moment. Um, exciting time. Um, yeah, man. Obi-Wan is more over with me. Oh, that was great, Spiro. Interesting. Yeah, great. Really great. You want to go first, Doc? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Um, so this was... a. Uh... You know, I, I, I picked this battle this week, kind of off the top of my head, and I said, I think there's no way we haven't done this before. Because I feel like we pick Kenobi like at least once a month for something, or once every six weeks at least. Um, but we had never done it before. You know, it was not there, which is pretty amazing. So, and I was like, I, th- I think this is two really good people to kind of be put against each other to see what happens. And one hand, you got the master, you got the apprentice, but you got the master we're talking about now, who became, you know, past the apprentice. Um a lot of people made some good points about how Qui-Gon was the kind of the ultimate Jedi. We talked about this before where he was, you know, he really was serving the will of the force and was doing things that, you know, the council didn't want him to do or he felt was the proper thing to do, which I think makes him the ultimate, you know, baby face when it comes to, to Jedi's. He found Anakin, um, which could be good, could be bad, depending on how you look at it. Um, and really was probably the light of the Jedi, I think. And, you know, if more Jedis were like Qui-Gon, I think the galaxy would have been a far better place, less political. Um, but, you know, Obi-Wan, on the other hand, is, you know, one of the catalysts for the story and one of the greatest characters in the whole Star Wars saga. Um, though has his moments where you kind of question his decision-making and his ability to deal with this and was it his fault that Anakin became Darth Vader in the end? Um, because he didn't see it coming. It's possible, you know. I don't think. I think you know. Brandon said it before that if Obi Wan had, if Qui Gon had lived, we probably wouldn't have seen a Darth Vader because he would have been a better master for 
for Anakin. Um, so for me, as much as I do love Kenobi, Qui-Gon Jinn, moreover. All right. I'm going to pick Kenobi. Uh, and I agree with what you said and what everyone else said in, who answered this, uh, who's moreover. Qui-Gon to me is the epitome of a pure Jedi. He follows the will of the Force. He doesn't follow the Council's rules and so on and so forth. Wherever the for the will of the Force takes him, that's what he goes. That's what he needs to do. Case in point, freeing only uh, the Chosen One, not freeing an entire planet of slaves. That's not why he was there. So, uh, and uh, and that's cool. Uh, but for me, I'm picking Kenobi, even though he was dirtier, grimier as far as Jedi goes. He would actually bend the truth to get what he needs, which is a little Sith, if you ask me. But he is a badass, and he is uh, one of the greatest things in the prequel trilogy, a uh, staple in the OT trilogy, and uh, he's getting his own series, and he's one of my favorite characters. I think uh, Ewan McGregor added a lot to the, to, to the character uh, that was already uh, embellished and lifted to a certain platform by Alec Guinness. So to even add more to something that was great already is a testament to the actual uh, character itself. So that's why I'm going with Kenobi. That sounds great. Great. Thank you. Um, so, Doc, Hot Toys. You want to talk about that real quick and then we'll go home? Uh, dude. So Hot Toys just released, just announced that they're releasing. What are you painting? I'm painting a uh, venomized Punisher skull. Cool. Yeah. I'm really getting into the nitty gritty on this one. I love it. Details are great. Anyway, um, great. Hot Toys, great. great. Hot Toys announced that uh, they're doing a Luke Skywalker from the uh, finale of The Mandalorian season two, which is pretty much the same fucking Luke Skywalker that they released for for Jedi. Um, and uh, it's. Uh, Did you order it? Uh, so I did not yet. So there's two of them. There's there's Luke, which is the the, the, the non-deluxe one, which is just him in the Jedi robes, and then there's the the, the the deluxe version, which is like another forty-five bucks, which is has a chunk of a Death Trooper with it, um, a Dark Trooper with it. Sorry, that's all kind of and a Grogu crumbled up and messed up. And a Grogu, yes, you, you're correct. And it's got that deep fake face to it too, which is a little odd. Um, I'm on the fence about getting it just because I have the Luke and the Jedi outfit ready, and I really need to see them side by side to see how much different it is. I know that. Get it. Leave me alone, dude. I just dropped fucking 500 change on the Boba Fett last week. Jesus Christ. How much money do you think I'm made of? You're the the worst enable on the planet. Get it, dude. Come on. You're going to have all the Lukes except that one. It's going to eat you alive. Fuck you, killing me. You're the worst enable on the planet. <laughs> You're going to have A, B, and C, but no D? Come on. You love the D. Yeah, I know. Thanks. <laughs> uh, all right. Listen, uh, let them know where they can find you at, Doc. You can find me at Dr. D-R underscore Destroyo, D-E-S-T-R-O-Y-O, Instagram, Alex Royo, MD, Twitter, Alex Royo on Facebook. Uh, Darth Great, let them know where they can find you at. Yeah, man, it's been great. But you can also find me, God knows where the fuck, aside from work these days. But if, but check out the Rational Rage Network. Uh, have you know, there's other guys doing doing things there. Uh, you got wrestling shows. You got fucking doomsday prepper shows. Uh, on Instagram, Spiro underscore A, Darth underscore Spiridon, and that's it, guys. It's been great. Thank you, Spiro. I'm glad you uh, were able to jump in and out of. 
your time in the Sith Witness Protection Program and offer us great content because you're a great Sith ghost. Uh, you can find me at Greek God Papadon, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Greek God Papadon on Facebook. Demetrius Papadon. I'm sorry. Demetrius Papadon on Facebook. Greek God Papadon is the YouTube page. Uh, Pro Wrestling T slash Greek God Papadon is the Pro Wrestling T-shirt store. You go get my Pro Wrestling T-shirts. And uh, you can find all of us together collectively at NFO underscore podcast Twitter. New Force Order on Instagram. Official New Force Order on Facebook. And New Force Order at Yahoo.com is the email. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for giving us an opportunity to entertain you, to enlighten you. And hopefully we do what we do every week, and that's get Star Wars more over with you, the fans. Oh, and before we go, I just want to give a big shout out to Holly Garland, who met up with Dominic Pace this week and wore her NFO t-shirt, got it signed, and the both of them had an awesome conversation about our amazing podcast. Shout out to Dominic Pace, friend of the show, friend of ours, and shout out to the Dark Side Diva, the greatest sandwich maker in all of Virginia, Holly Garland, friend of the show. A friend of ours as well. I've never eaten her sandwiches, so I can't comment. Well, that's what the boys in the Hicks in Virginia tell me. She's better than Subway, better than the Sheets, better than the Wawa. She knows how to really, you know, no one beats her meat. Put it that way. And uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, listen, Gal, uh, Holly, I, I know you're laughing. And I know at the same time you're folding my Gap sweater that you bought, my Kylo Ren Gap sweater. So when I see you, you can give it to me. Anyhow, I digress. Thank you for letting us get Star Wars more over with you, the fans. And not let ourselves get ourselves over on Star Wars, because we would never do that. Listen up, Gap Sweater. You know, you talk a lot of shit and keep running that mouth. Kitchen's fucking closed, so go make your own damn sandwich. And while you're in the kitchen making your sandwich, don't forget my extra white sauce. And you can kiss my ass while you're at it. Love you guys. This has been another exciting edition of the new Force Order. Full life And that's just two. Aloha. Henceforth, execute order NFO. It's been great, guys. It's been great. So what I believe you were trying to say is thank you. You're welcome. What? No, no, no. I I didn't. What? What? Okay, I... okay. I feel what's happening here. You're face to face with greatness and it's strange. You don't even know how you feel. It's adorable. What's nice to see Padawans never change. Trust in the force. Let's begin. Yes, it's really me, Skywalker. Breathe it in. I know it's a lot, the hand, the sight When you're staring at a Jedi Knight So what can I say except you're welcome For that Death Star I blew from the sky Hey, it's okay, it's okay, you're welcome I'm just an ordinary Jedi Hey, what has two thumbs and stopped the dark side When you were waddling yay high This guy when Solo froze cold, who stopped the rancor down below? You're looking at him, yo. Oh, also I met Ob.
Obi-Wan Kenobi Plus turns out I'm Darth Vader's son Brought the Empire to its knees You're welcome Just don't mention the Ewoks, please So what can I say except you're welcome For that saber you got thanks to me The Force it'll guide your way You're welcome Hey, that's how it goes when you're a prodigy You're welcome You're welcome Welcome to think of it Honestly, I could go on and on, I could explain even dumb midichlorians Guiding a missile as tricky as that Nothing if you can bullseye, I want brat I'm killed a tauntaun, I slept in its guts Kissed my old sister, which was kinda nuts What's the lesson? What is the takeaway? Do or do not, cause there is no try anyway And the legend they tell of my life Is an epic of heroes and strife Me and the force who make everything happen Look at R2 and 3PO, just tip the tapping, 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 tapping. Hey, 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 hey Well anyway, let me say Time for the Jedi to end.